in if I could. And I want to just finish some meat on the bone of last week. Just to recap really quickly if I can. And I, won't, I don't want to spend all, week, all, all, all morning. Uh, and I'm not trying to monopolize your time today at all. I'm just really trying to follow the Holy Ghost. So that's the last time I apologize. And we're just going to keep going forward. But last week we talked about the fact that the, the story in Luke chapter 15 that is very familiar to a lot of us and very, uh, very much I would say, if you could use the term, a famous story. famous story in the scriptures is about the prodigal son. And we've always told it from the perspective of the prodigal son going out and the prodigal son coming back and sort of the restoration took place. And we talked about from the standpoint of the elder brother with his attitude and towards the younger brother and then we don't need to be elder brothers. We need to welcome younger brothers in. And that's how we told the story. But when you go back and you begin to really peel away the layers and the context of this entirety, not just the parable, but also the whole vibe of what Jesus is trying to do, then when you really look at the audience that Jesus is talking to, you realize that there is a much deeper uh, thought process that's going on in this story than we initially thought, and that there is more layers to it than that. Because ultimately, this is not really a story about the bad younger brother and the good older brother, and that we need to love our younger brothers. That's not what really Jesus was talking about, really. In fact, when we peeled it away last week, we realized that both brothers were lost. And that really, the story was about two conditions of being lost. One is the younger brother, the self-discovery, go out and do your own thing. Nobody's going to tell me how to run my own life. I'm going to do my own thing and give me what's mine and I'm going to do what I want. Which we say, well, that's bad. But then we mirrored it last week with the fact that the older brother built his entire world around doing what was right, but doing what was right for what he could get out of it. And we discovered last week that neither one of them had a relationship with the father. The younger brother wanted the father dead because he wanted his inheritance, which was basically wishing that your father would die. And the older brother, when he came to the fact of discussing it with the father, he appeared to the father in anger. Not out of concern over the Father, but concern out of His self and what He had done. And all these years I've obeyed you and slaved away from you, did all these things, and this is what I get in return. And we found that, that really both of these men had a heart problem. Because really at the core, there was pride. There was self-will. There was this desire to run your own life, do your own thing, and I'll serve, I'll, I'll, I'll either I'll either don't want anybody running my life or I'll serve you simply because it's a means to an end and I'll get what I want from you. But the moment I stop getting what I want from you, that's when I'm going to bail. We discovered that this is really the context of the story. And we kind of understand very much because I think a lot of times we can relate. Not everybody, but a lot of us can relate a little bit with the younger brother. We, we, we relate with the fact of making mistakes. We, we relate with the fact of kind of having times where we were on our own journey and we came to the end of ourselves and thought, man, we have really messed up. I just really hope I could just find a way back. And we all can relate to the fact that, that we had that kind of moment when we first came to God. I think we've misinterpreted a little bit, and I'm not saying that to be negative. We often look at the prodigals, the people that were in, that left. But I don't think, 
in this context, the prodigals were just the people that were in and left. I think we all were once prodigals because don't forget, when you were born, you were born in sin, but you were born until you're a child. You're living in an age of innocence. Once you're 13 or 14, whatever it is, and you start to make your own decisions, you can drift away from that. But in the beginning, we all sort of have that prodigal moment. We can relate to that. But the danger I think we've fallen into, and this is really what I, what I want to unpack for the next 20 minutes or so, because I think it's in vital importance to where we are at Antioch West, where God's taking us, that we have to identify this so that we can find the grace of God to correct this. And that is this, is that it's easy to see the plight and the mistakes of the younger brother, but the far more dangerous condition is that of the older brother. But it's not what we've been taught. It's not the older brother because of the fact that he's so indignant towards the younger prodigals. It's because the younger, the older brother is in actually a lot more scarier and dangerous position in his heart and spirit. And I feel like the older brother's spirit, and we're going to unpack what that is in just a moment, but I feel like that is the most prevalent spirit in the church today. And the reason why we don't see more younger brothers, and I don't mean just people that have left, I'm talking about just, I'm talking about people that are hurting, broken, who have wasted away, that have finally come to their senses and realized, I am lost, I need a savior. We have to change some older brother thought processes. Because they're gonna be lost from the pig pen and we're gonna be lost from the pew. But both are gonna be lost. They're no more saved in their pig pen as we, than we are saved from our pew. Both are lost. So let's go back and really quickly here. We know the story. Set it up for you real quick. But just a quick recap. Younger brother goes off, blows his money, ends up in the pig pen, looking at the slops and says, eh, this looks better. I actually look, wouldn't mind eating what they're eating. And he goes, realizes this is a bad idea. I'm better off going back to my father's house, go back to his father's house, this whole exchange. Father loves them, robe on, ring on, good thing. Party time. They're dancing, they're partying. Whoop, whoop. All that stuff that's going on in the house. See if you're awake, see? I mean, you got to check. That was a, that was a wake-up check. The brother's coming back. Oh, the brother's coming back from the field, right? Coming back from the field. He's tired. He's been working all day, right? He's been working in the field. He's sweaty. He's dirty. He's tired. He hears the sound coming from the room. He asks one of the servants, what's going on? The servant says, well, your brother's home. Your dad's killed the fatted calf. And his immediate reaction was anger. The Bible says this, Luke chapter 15, verse number 27. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he is, he has him back and safe, back safe and sound. The elder brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father and said this, look, all these years I've been slaving away for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you've never even given me a young goat. So I could celebrate with my friends. So let's look at this here. Because really, in this whole scripture, Jesus is really sort of defining what it means to be lost. Notice that the context of this whole passage of scripture, there are three parables 
in Luke chapter 15 that both have this lost and found context in it. The first parable is really about a story about a shepherd who lost his sheep. The second parable is about a woman who discovers that she has lost one of her coins. And finally, this third parable is really about two sons that are lost. And while yet it is it's easy to identify with the younger brother, it's easy to see the plight of the younger brother, it's easy to see the redemption in the younger brother, the older brother needs just as much redeeming. Because here's the problem. Notice the reaction. And this is where you can start to discover some older brother tendencies in you. And I'm afraid the next 20 minutes or so, some of you are probably going to be convicted and others of you are going to want to throw a chair at me. But it won't be me you're throwing a chair at. It'll be God because God's trying to reveal some things in your heart. If you let the Holy Ghost talk to you for the next few minutes, God's going to try to save your soul today. Because really in this parable, Jesus starts to uncover the more subtle but more devastating plight of the older brother. Because he really starts to define what it means to be lost. Notice the first reaction of the older brother was what? Anger. All of his words were dripping with resentment. The first sign that you have an elder brother spirit is when you become angry when life doesn't go the way you want. You don't just get upset, but you get angry and you get bitter. Because why? Elder brothers believe that if they live a good life the way they should, and they, that if they live a good life, they they should get a good life. And that older brothers believe that God owes them a smooth ride. And the problem is this. When that happens, and you have that attitude, and you have that elder brother attitude, what happens when life goes wrong? Because guess what? Jesus promised, in this world you shall have tribulation. But if you have an older brother spirit, you can't handle tribulation. Because tribulation makes you angry. Tribulation starts to question, God, I come to church every Sunday. I go to small group every Sunday afternoon. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it seems like I can't get anything right. What happens when things go on in your life? The problem is, if you feel like you've been living up to your end of the bargain, you get mad at God. God. 